0: Joshua Crimp turns disaster into a score. Ugly, misformed little creature who has no purpose here, no meaning.
1: I am a human being. Wash it down with one beer, two beers, three beers, a shot of whiskey, a margarita, and a bloody mary. And I said, Stone
0: Cold, why have one when you can have them both? Swung in and drilled! Deep right center! Away! Back! Gone for Toby! Irving and Curry, one-on-one. Irving puts it up. Let's go! Kyrie Irving from downtown! Uh, Senator Hillary Rodham Clinton? Awful. How is she awful? Kate's freedom. Uh And now, Any Given Podcast with your hosts, Brendan Ward and Ethan Simpson. Hello, and welcome back to another fantastic episode of Any Given Podcast. I'm one of your co-hosts, Ethan Simpson.
1: Sitting here with Brendan Ward. How is it going, this fine episode? I mean, week, Ethan. We're we're, we're here on a Monday talking. How's your week starting so far, my man?
0: Week's been going pretty good. Um, Just like anybody else in Northeast Ohio would say, uh, over this snow, it's supposed to it's about to be april what the hell is going on but besides that cannot complain i mean
1: i can't really complain either i mean it's a good start to the week you know who else has had a really good week who's that the saint peter's peacocks when i when i talk about the saint peter's peacocks they are the number 15 seed over in their region in the ncaa men's tournament tournament well they were at, at the start of March, but by, by last weekend, they were the first number 15 seed to ever reach the elite eight. Unfortunately, their run came to an end on Sunday after a loss to the University of North Carolina Tar Heels uh, in that elite eight game. They ended up losing 69 to 49. But but what an incredible run by a team that nobody pro- probably I don't think there's a 1% of the people would have thought that St. the St. Peter's Peacocks would would end up being in the Elite Eight as a 15 seed. Now we've seen 15 seeds win a game, uh, or maybe even two, but 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 you don't see this type of run from a team that that, that was that far down in the seeding. And they, they they beat some some pretty big games and some pretty good teams to get to get where they get where they got. And unfortunately North Carolina was the only team that was able to figure out their defense and it was with a chance for the final four on the line
0: st pete they looked fantastic they were they were america's cinderella story that is all that people were talking about online was st pete they're talking about doug so everybody was rooting for them. maybe not everybody obviously but they were the cinderella story to uh to have a chance to come through And if you remember, that was the Kent State Golden Flashes many, many years ago when they had one Antonio Gates on their team.
1: Yeah, a a very similar situation. I just think it's like crazy that we buy into these storylines like this that that end up making the difference in so many people's lives like that. Like you said, with that Kent State run, not many people might have known who Antonio Gates was. Now they certainly do. He he went on that run and then obviously made the choice to play football. And now he's what I consider a Hall of Fame tight end. Uh he's not there, he's not in the hall yet, but he will be. Uh he had that sort of career. So so a guy from Kent State who might not have been known um, that should get his flowers by the end of his career. Uh, you know, there's another guy going in the draft this year that'll that'll happen to as well. So so but we don't have to get into that. I just wanted to kind of lob that one up to you. Oh yeah. I but yeah, it's just that kid, uh, like you said, that everyone was hype about, got an NIL deal. Yeah. from from Buffalo Wild Wings because. Oh,
0: the yep. just
1: just because it it was a story, and otherwise this kid wasn't making money in college. I mean, if he had a like a normal citizen's job, but from his from his athletics, he wasn't making money at saint peter's because i didn't even know what saint peter's was until a couple day, a couple weeks ago so so it's it's just cool to see these kind of things but then you know the 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 bigger the blue bloods kind of come in and that's really what ends up being the final four kind of the blue bloods of college basketball you've got on saturday you've got villanova going up against kansas Kansas is always at the top. Villanova has been winning titles like every other year recently. Uh, North Carolina, Duke—the rivalry sells itself. Possibly the biggest rivalry in all of college basketball, and it's for a shot. It's the first time it's ever for a shot at the national champion to go to the national championship game. Not only that, if North Carolina makes the title game, Coach K's career is over at Duke the final four is just the storylines are all there. It's actually going to be an exciting start to April to crown and to crown a national champion.
0: Yeah. The only real storyline there is coach K obviously, uh, 40 plus years in college basketball. So other than that, it's the blue bloods. It's the same guys that are always in there. Um, I don't know if people there's there's been a debate online if Villanova is technically a blue blood or not. I've seen a lot of people discussing that. I'm not too sure. I well, mean, they are now. I know it's Kentucky, Kansas, UNC, Duke, but I I, I truly think that Villanova is now in there. Maybe they're a new blood. New I got, blue, blue, blue. I got gotcha.
1: you. I got gotcha. you. I, I'm just gonna. I'm gonna. You know why I give the nod to Villanova?
0: Because Kentucky
1: couldn't beat St. Peter's to make it there.
0: There you go. That's true. Uh, uh, you could say that Kentucky heard St. Peter's trumpet. Yeah,
1: exactly. Did you see that suit Pmt was wearing today?
0: The yes, PFT? The peacock, yeah. Pmt. Yeah, the peacock suit. That
1: was crazy. Why would somebody ever make something that looks like that?
0: I'm not too sure. In high school, before prom, they always had somebody come in and set up in the cafeteria, renting out tuxedos. And there was always real tree camo tuxes and not just one, multiple camo tuxes. I don't think anybody got one. Um, uh. now, I, I probably should have gotten one of those to be honest, because the only time I went to prom was junior year and my prom date was James Gerald Milton. So uh, we, we <laughs> yeah. didn't we didn't really take it too seriously, but it would have been funny to get one of those.
1: I, I'm laughing because you you brought up the real tree camo, and that's exactly what I wore my senior year. There you I, go. I wore I wore I wore a white suit. It was red and it had the snow camo. Okay, it was actually kind of raw, but but I also like mohawked my hair. I did a little too much, man. I was I was feeling myself for a little bit with like the Chuck Liddell thick ass mohawk. <laughs> like it was so dumb to even do as a senior in high school man it was the most it was the dumbest thing i ever did but it was funny looking back at pictures now it was funny to see that i for some reason was like you know what Camo's the way to go on the night you're supposed to look the best
0: this is it that's my look i'm going all yeah,
1: right i was like camo in red can't beat
0: it there yeah hey why not do it to it it was it was
1: it was was a waste of my hundred bucks if i say so myself
0: hey well you went out there and you said you know what we're gonna get her done
1: exactly i mean i was on my larry the cable guy lives at that point you know you know i was just missing the hat and the fish hook there you (laughs) go. and probably an old beat-up truck or something right pulled up pulled up to kalahari in an old beat-up truck
0: yeah so you guys had it at kalahari yeah
1: both but both years we did kalahari we did kalahari uh randomly the first year and then everyone was like well that was cool let's go back
0: Gotcha. yeah they just did ours in the uh in the gym i mean it was fun whatever i was getting twerked on and stuff it's
1: probably cheaper
0: too (laughs)
1: what's your prom ticket go for 30 40 bucks
0: no it was like 15 or something I oh think. Yeah. see I ours
1: know. were like 80. our tickets yeah. to the prom were like 80 bucks and all it gave us is they gave us pizza at the pools afterwards and we got to go down in this tunnel in into the water park it's, but we didn't get to we didn't get discounted tickets to stay there because they didn't want any of us to stay there because we were all high school kids they, mm. they, so like i mean a lot of people did stay there we went to cedar point the next day but we went home
0: right you guys i mean you guys live close enough
1: yeah it was was it 30 minutes i think to get to kalahari from where i'm at right
0: that's That's not too bad see that it'd be a whole different story if kids from kent were having their prom at kalahari that would be ridiculous that's like i mean they uh, might want you to stay at that point that's right it's like two hours they don't want you to go home right but i don't think the city of kent would ever in their kent city schools i'm sorry not city of kent kent city schools whatever who cares they wouldn't dish out that money they're uh they like to keep their pockets tight well but... that's the thing our 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 schools
1: didn't dish out the money that's
0: why our tickets were 80
1: bucks we dished out the money
0: right yeah absolutely that's uh that's that's a whole different story for uh for a different right podcast. We're a sports
1: cop podcast and we're over here talking about American Commodore tuxedos and proms and shit. how do we go from March Madness to prom?
0: How'd that the, happen? The PFT is oh, peacock the... suit and then it went on to the camo suits. That's cool. And I, i in truth be told, I had no clue that you wore a camo suit. So yeah. that's pretty funny.
1: Yeah, it is funny that you brought it up and it just worked out that way. But yeah, I, I think I'm going to have nightmares about that peacock suit for, for a couple days. I'm going to see it like. I'm gonna be wearing it at like my wedding or something, and I'm gonna have nightmares for a couple days. I feel like after seeing that one,
0: see Uh, that that's where we differ because I would definitely rock that as a groom. You you know, it's funny
1: because I immediately thought that I was like, I bet you Ethan would rock the hell out of this. I bet you he'd be happy too, and he'd love it, and he'd probably rock it too. So so that's funny that you say that because that was my my first thought was, damn, I'd look terrible in that. And my second thought was, I bet you Ethan would would pull it off, and he'd be confident enough to do it. So exactly, you're the one person I thought would be like, yeah, the peacock suits where it at, where it's at. But but I mean, that's really all that's going. I don't want to say that's all that's going on in March Madness. There were sixty, well, there sixty five games if you count like the play ins and and stuff like that. I don't know the exact number. goes goes around to sixty four then 32, then 16, and 8. That's what I know. So there's probably like 70 games total if you add in four or five more. Uh, So moving on from college basketball, though, we don't talk college basketball much here because we don't watch it besides March ever. I'm not watching some December college basketball game. It's just not my thing. I'm sorry. I'll turn on the pros. Uh, But speaking of the professional basketball players, what we call our Cleveland Cavaliers, because we're fans of the Cavaliers, uh, have been on a losing streak. Last week, we talked about how they were the sixth seed and kind of haven't been playing well. Well, that kind that, that's just continued despite playing some below-average teams. Uh, they're now in the seventh seed after losing to Toronto a couple days ago. Uh, the seventh seed, that unfortunately means that they're going to be in the play-in tournament. And not guaranteed a first round playoff game, playoff series. So honestly, at the I mean, there's less than a handful, of, there's only a handful of games left for everyone. And the worst part about it isn't even that they're not gonna be guaranteed a playoff series. The worst part about it is they may end up playing the Brooklyn Nets, who are currently tied with the Hornets for that eighth seed. With Kyrie Irving, who is not allowed to play at home.
0: Yeah, well, uh, Yeah, it's a tough thing. The Cavs, obviously, like we talked about last week on the podcast, have been, you know, riddled with injuries to uh to guys that were very key to getting us to that point. Evan One Bowlby bright side- goes down
1: Monday night, too.
0: Yes. One bright side to that was seeing the videos of Darius Garland working out in the gym. I know that doesn't really mean anything. He's just working out, but it's a it's a little shine of hope on this Cavs team that have worked so hard to get to that point to prove everybody wrong. You know, we're not just these young guys that it, it was a fluke thing that that they're there. Yeah. that they were ranked you know that they were put into the playoffs so it's a shame that the injuries have uh have plagued them but i still believe in them <laughs> believe linda you know yeah exactly right one thing's for certain if they can get
1: healthy enough um they probably won't buy the play-in tournament because i'm pretty sure it's like next weekend like not the first second or third of april but the weekend after or 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 a couple days after exactly when i'm talking about so so they might not be healthy for the play-in tournament but if they can get a guy like jared allen back and evan mobley's injury from from tonight's game isn't too bad then then i can see where we we look at this team who who's now a seven seed who shouldn't be because this Cavs team is better than they're playing right now heck they were they're only the seventh seed because they have played absolutely terribly since the all-star break, but they were so far ahead of everybody when it came to, like, aside from the Miami Heat, the first half of the season, as the, they were like the two seed, that despite the fact that they've played terribly this second half, they're, they're still going to be in the play-in tournament. I don't even think not make I I'm pretty sure may not making the playoffs is out of the question for them. Um but but I mean, I don't want to say that, but I'm I'm very confident that the Cavaliers are going to make the playoffs. And but it they like you said, this this team didn't end up this season the way they should have and going forward there's kind of this hope that the Cavs are way better than they, they, they even look right now.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And and what they're, the path that they are on and what they continue to do, this team, and once again, I'm going to circle back around to last week, but I think this team has what it takes to make it to the finals in the next three years no I can agree with you uh they're probably a a decent starting small
1: forward away from being a very good unit like Chetty is good Mm -hmm. but he's not great
0: yeah okay yeah I can agree with that
1: they just they need somebody that's better than Chetty Osmond as their small forward as their starting small forward and they don't have that on the roster and once that happens, their starting five is 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 fantastic, even if it's a lineup of two guards or two point guards in Darius Garland, and then playing Colin Sexton at that too. But if you somehow put somebody else at that too, Colin Sexton coming in as your sixth man or your your second string guard point guard, it. it it's it's a pretty good lineup, and I think moving forward, it's, it's only going to get better as long as they continue to keep Colin Sexton, which is what the kind of the organization has said is the plan. My worry is that they made this trade for Karras Levert. He's only played a handful of games. He has not been that effective, and he's probably going to want a contract before he's in Cleveland Cavalier next year. So so that decision is going to be one where it's going to be met with a lot of should they, shouldn't they. What
0: do you think they should do? That's, that's kind of tough. Like you said, he's only played a handful of games this season. And moving forward, you would think the front office wants to see a little more before guaranteeing him that contract and that's that's where it comes it comes into do the cavaliers want to take that risk and put all their eggs in that basket or do they try to find somebody in free agency or possibly during the draft
1: so so when you say free agency the kind of the stigma about free agency in cleveland aside from when lebron has been here is that people don't just don't want to come here do you think that's still the case do you think like if they let Lavert go that they can get some i don't want to say big name because they don't need a huge name just some 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 high level uh talented wing player to come in as a free agent into cleveland
0: Absolutely. Just because of how this team has proven itself this year, this is definitely a hot spot that a young player would want to go to. Why would you want to go join a team that's stacked like the Nets, like the Lakers? Why would you want to put yourself into that situation to where you're coming off of the bench instead of potentially winning this starting role? And proving yourself, and the longevity this team potentially has, why would you not? Why would that not attract you to this team?
1: I I, I would say if you're you're still like twenty six, twenty seven, or younger, I feel like that is something that's very attractive. The opportunity to go and do it on your own and, and beat these old heads that are all kind of doing that. Andre Drummond could start somewhere, but he decided he wanted to play. For the brooklyn nets i know he's not the greatest uh representation of, of the point but he still decided to to go play for the the brooklyn nets malik monk was starting somewhere and now he's like a 10th man on the los angeles lakers and that team blows like uh-huh. they're terrible like i don't even know how lebron can still look himself in the mirror that's how bad the los angeles lakers are and that's where he wants to be by all means kumbaya if that's, this is kind of your send off LeBron. I am very sorry because Cleveland is doing much better without you. Uh, and don't take that as a hot take because it's not like, I don't hate LeBron, but kind of moving on from the Cavaliers, there's four teams to top. Well, I guess it's not moving on from the Cavaliers. There's four teams atop top of the East that are all separated by a half game. And the reason I say not separated from the Cavaliers is because if they win that play-in tournament or and end up as the uh the eight, the the 7 or the 8 seed, they're going to play one of these teams. Uh Boston is currently the number 1 seed, but like I said it's a half game. It could either be Boston, it could be Miami, it could be Philadelphia, and I believe it was Milwaukee was the fourth team, right? What do I have in here? Yeah celtics heat bucks sixers is kind of where it currently stands now the sixers do have the easiest schedule remaining and the most games remaining of any team in the east so they could very well end up being the number one seed they just have a very newly acquired james harden who i'm not sure they they gel him and Joel Embiid gel that much together um but Joel's having an mvp like season which is why the sixers are so good so I think that the Cavs can win the play-in tournament against really any team. They can they can steal two games from uh the Brooklyn Nets, but can they steal four from any of these four teams
0: in in a first round series? That's gonna be tough. That's definitely gonna be tough, especially like you said, if they're playing the Brooklyn Nets uh or one of those guys, yeah, that's that's definitely gonna be a challenge. It's gonna challenge these players. It's gonna see what these players are. Are definitely made of
1: well and it, it i i would say kind of r- really uh depends on who's on the roster right or who, mm-hmm. who who's playing because if evan this thing with evan mobley is serious and i know nothing about it it happened while we were sitting here talking to while we we're sitting here talking to each other it happened i saw it go up on my phone which is why i mentioned it uh if that's serious which indicate indications are it could be uh then then no, not at all. They I don't think they can win without Evan Mobley. Uh Jared Allen's already a big piece that's missing. Maybe he'll come back uh and be and be very, very effective like he was. Darius Garland, uh, every once in a while has some things pop up. Karis Levert, same way. So I think like they could be competitive with one of those one seeds, but it really depends who is on the floor. Uh, cause there, there there's there have been two Cavs teams this year. The one that th- I could have would have told you might make a run of the Eastern Conference Finals that that played the first 40 games. And then there's the post Rubio injury Cavaliers that have kind of just limped their way to the finish line at this point because, and it's not their fault because of all these injuries. I just want to know which one would be able to show up in a first round playoff series against probably the number one seed in the East.
0: Hmm. Yeah, and totally makes sense because you, you really don't know. Yeah, it, it it's the first half or second half team. Who who's gonna who is gonna show up when it comes grind time? And that's like what I said about um, it, we'll see what this Cavs team Cavs team is made of. Just even being in the playoffs in that situation. Yeah. yeah. What they're made of literally is what you meant you know yeah I,
1: I see i see uh but that's really all i got for the nba let's go ahead and talk baseball for a minute not much going on spring training's going on uh we're getting we're getting closer and closer to opening day which i believe was four or five uh so so not next weekend but just early in the the, the, the week after uh the the biggest thing for us i feel to talk about is andrew miller um, former Indians reliever, announces his retirement. And the reason I want to talk about this, and I'm sure it's the reason you want to talk about it, is Andrew Miller was probably the pinnacle, the greatest like run we've ever seen at the top of that position when he was in Cleveland in 2016. The excitement anytime Terry Francona put him on the field was electric, and, and that's what I mean by it. I'm sure there have been pitchers that statistically pitched better than he did then, but the electric, the, the, like, like the rock in the 90s in WWE, that's what Andrew Miller was to those 26 Indians. You plug him in, he's going to come in and shut down who he has to shut down, but while he's doing it, He's going to put on a show and the fans are going to go nuts behind him and he'll always i think kind of be loved in cleveland for what he did during his time here prior to the end of it i i guess with with during his time in cleveland with the indians
0: Hmm. yeah that's <sighs> people talk about andrew miller miller time that was probably the funnest run as a uh indians fan that i had that i experienced it was awesome andrew miller was right there he was one of the major keys if not the major key that came before the trade deadline that season and now all these people want to go well well he he fell apart in the playoffs he fell apart in the world series where was he he didn't show up blah 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 we wouldn't have been there if it wasn't for andrew miller coming in and being the player that he was yeah the fantastic reliever that he was and it was so much fun he grew out his beard grew his hair out miller time that was it was fantastic so Hats off to you for a fantastic career, Andrew Miller. Uh, I I still can't believe the Indians stole you that year. And hey, hats off. Enjoy retirement, my man.
1: I like kind of like you just kind of expounded on kind of what I said. It was just an electrifying time to be an Indians fan. Uh, we stole him, but but people who. Who wanna have the argument that, well, where'd he go in the World Series? Well, he was gassed. Anytime. And I'm I don't mean just like every other game, like like kind of most people in the bullpen, or every every few games like most people in the bullpen. Even if Andrew Miller pitched the night before, if you needed three, four outs in the sixth, seventh inning. He was the man for Terry Francona. I I remember calls where Tom Han- Hamilton is just telling the story of how Andrew Miller was striking fear into batters, and he, and he and he truly was. He was unhittable for a while there, uh, with 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 the Cleveland Indians, and it, it, it was just a fantastic time. So, like you said, hats off, hell of a career, Andrew Miller. Even to start out as a starter and end out as a reliever, uh, to, to do what he did, hell of a career. Kudos to you. Enjoy retirement. But speaking kind of of that same Cleveland baseball team, uh, they're just not selling tickets. Uh, season tickets are still available, the home opener is still available. When's that like? The, the, that's normally something that sells out within a few days of it being announced and available for sale online that's normally something you can't get your hands on but i could freely walk up right i could freely go on right now and buy any ticket i want really uh they're just not doing it and and people want to know why and i believe you have a theory why so i'm going to let you kind of go on a go on and say what you want to say about the cleveland baseball team and, and and maybe why they can't sell tickets
0: I think the number one, and I truly believe this, the number one reason why they are not selling tickets to opening day and people are canceling their season tickets or just not buying them is because they changed the name. And a a lot of people online, you know, are writing out Oh well, if a name bothers you that much, like you shouldn't like the sport, like get over it, blah blah blah, blah blah blah, blah. you know, and, and that those people don't understand. I don't like what the, the sport. I like the team. Yeah, th- those people don't understand what the Cleveland Indians meant to people, what the name Indians meant to. Uh, what it meant to millions of people around the world because I have gone to Arizona for spring training not in the past couple years but there was a long stretch where we were going down from about 2014 until 2018 we were going down to Arizona for spring training and we, we were obviously decked out in all of our Indians gear and we were out there. We went and saw uh, the Meteor Crater, which is right by a reservation. And a group of school kids from that reservation and their teacher walked past us and were like, Cleveland Indians, we love it. Like, we love the Indians. There were so many people that would go to Indians games from the reservation that were like, we love the Indians name just because it represents our people. And obviously, not all native americans feel the same way obviously but sorry i just went off onto a whole different that's all right that's all right Uh, but i mean it's it's kind of uh
1: to, to reel you in real quick i i think your point is that the these people were so passionate that like there were people that like even you wouldn't believe were passionate about this team And like I said, I don't like the sport. I loved the team.
0: Yeah. And I was one of the people that obviously loved the sport and loved the team growing up playing baseball. Well, of course, I
1: I like the sport. But it's not the reason I'm watching it. Yeah, I I know what you
0: mean. Yeah. Yeah, I, I got what you meant, but For them just to do that and completely butcher the logos, they butchered the new C. They butchered that logo, the flying G on a baseball. It was like, come on, you guys could have done a better job. They just forced this new team with these terrible logos down our throat. And a lot of these a lot of these fans were were sick of it. they're, they're not going to sit to the Guardians. Granted, I thought the Guardians was better than a lot of names. I personally thought they should have been named the Cleveland Coyotes because the coyote holds very high in the Native American community. It's an animal we have around here. yeah and and the design would have looked awesome, but that's just me so i can understand why people aren't buying season tickets people don't want to go to opening day because they've kind of lost it this is this whole new team the excitement's gone away uh, the people have had to change this to be politically correct that's how some people feel and it's just it's not the same it doesn't have the same feeling and the Dolans, on top of the whole name change the Dolans don't want to spend money That report came out where the Cleveland Indians are third from the bottom in spending this offseason. It's just ridiculous. They want to cut corners. They want to keep their wallet closed, but expect people to come. (laughs)
1: Yeah, exactly. In the spirit of staying opposite with you, I was going to bring up, just to go away from the name change and stuff like that, I was going to bring up what you just said. But but I'll but I'll kind of summarize summarize it all together, seeing how we're on the same page. The name change happened. It's something that happened, and it's something that I guess I'm gonna have to deal with in my own way. And I, like I said, I like the te- I love the team, so I'm sure I'll watch some games this year, and and and, and we'll get we'll we'll slowly get back into baseball. But you can't half ass a name change. Not one that's deeply rooted. That was as deeply rooted as the Cleveland Indians. You can't half-ass that. You can't, like you said, change your name and then also be the third team from the bottom in spending in free agency. You can't rebrand the team and then just use the same freaking jerseys. You can't rebrand the team and use logos like you said that look like they were created on Microsoft Paint. You just can't do it. You've got to spend money at that point. If you made this decision and you made it to be politically correct, by all means, whatever the hell you feel like doing, you own the team. I can't tell you otherwise. I can be a fan. I can have my own opinion. I can't tell you what to do. By all means, that was Dolan's choice, but you can't do that half-assed the, the rundown. Don't pay players anything. Be bottom of the line in in terms of payroll yearly. Not only not not sign anybody in free agency. In fact, the only few people they've signed is Brian Shaw, who's universally hated around here,
0: and a oh, couple yeah. and
1: a couple guys that one's injured one's not going to be on the 40 man roster to start the season. He's going to be a minor league guy. And that's all you've really done all they've really done. You can't do all these things together and then bitch at fans because they're not coming to the games. No matter what what was the no matter which one of those things were were the decision maker for them to not want to come to opening day or have season tickets. You can't do all those things. And and bitch about people not coming to games. It's like it's the same thing with the Cleveland Browns. You can't go get a guy like Deshaun Watson and expect women that are pissed to still buy tickets. It just yeah, just just being realistic. No matter what you think of, no matter which side you're on, no matter what your thought is on that situation, if you're upset about it you can't do it and expect those upset people to still buy tickets it's just not going to work it, it's it's and anybody who who should be in that industry should know that and it's crazy to me that they thought that hey we're going to do all of this stuff and our sales are just going to be the same Every our bottom line is still going to be the same we're we're going to not actively try to win we are going to rebrand our entire team we're going to half-ass the, the the rollout of it to the point where we're getting sued by a roller derby team and then bitch about tickets not being sold. You it's just not not something you want, but it's not surprising from 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 the owners of that organization to me at all.
0: And and what do you expect with this new name change and everything? Everybody to go out and buy brand new jerseys and hats and stuff? Most people have jerseys and stuff. Yeah, people I've seen people still people still have uh Grady Sizemore jerseys, Travis Hafner, CeCe, Coco Crisp. You know, people are still wearing these jerseys. Albert you, Bell, uh, Jim Tony, Manny Ramirez. If if you
1: wanted me to buy a jersey for the new team, give me somebody's jersey to buy. Sign somebody who's gonna okay. be here long term. Keep Francisco right. Lindor out of New York and I know he, he wanted to go so you might not have been able to but give him the money to stay here for a little while. Don't let me hear in trade talks a couple weeks before the season where you're about to roll out your new team that the only good player on your team that that plays offense in Jose Ramirez might be traded. Now the reason I said it the way I did is because Shane Bieber and there's a couple of good pitchers on this team, but Jose Ramirez is without a doubt the only good offensive player on that team currently. And if you're you're gonna tell you're gonna tell me that they gotta trade him away, the only great offensive player there there's some okay ones on, on the team, but right now Jose Ramirez is the only great offensive player on that team. Uh, He's and, the most consistent. Yeah, and so if you're gonna tell me that that guy's gone, what jersey am I gonna buy? josh naylor and <clears throat> which i like josh i, I like naylor, josh but I'm not naylor, going but, out to buy his jersey
0: right and he had that knee injury so what's gonna what's gonna come from that is that gonna plague him for the rest of his playing career it what's certainly has there. brad and Zimmerman. You, yeah and um it was like when they went out and they traded and they got Ysael Puig and everybody was like, awesome, we got Puig. All right. People started buying jerseys. Then they were like, eh, we're not going to resign him. Didn't bring him back. Yeah. Everybody and fans they, would have been happy. Yeah. And that's what they do. And they spend all their time on these pitchers, which, yeah, cool. But unless you're a, a young kid that likes pitching and wants to be a pitcher, most kids are going to go out and be like, Hey, I want a Jose Ramirez Jersey. I want a, a big bad player. I want, they're not, they don't want pitchers jerseys.
1: No. And that's just a fact. No, no. I mean, like you said, unless they're playing the position, there's not really any kids that are going to go out. And I mean, unless it's uh a really marketable young guy, but who in the who who what pitcher in the league right now is a guy that you think is a star power guy? There isn't one. Pitcher in the league? Not in terms of talent, in terms of
0: marketability. Um Trevor Bauer, he's definitely got a whole uh <laughs> a whole uh certain fan base that would love to see him out more. I mean, yeah, I, I got you, but but my,
1: my point still stands. There's not many pitchers selling jerseys right now besides, like, home team jerseys. It's just not happening. They're buying. But not only that, we're, we're, we're heading towards what I believe is an offensive renaissance of Major League Baseball. Who's going to stop yeah. that Dodgers team this year from scoring? They've got like 10 All-Stars and four Hall of Famers on their team right now.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, just to go off of that, look at the new the new star for the Angels. When he's not pitching, he's in the outfield. And the reason why he's a star is because he can hit.
1: Yeah, he's, he's not famous because he pitches the baseball. He's famous because when he doesn't, he hits the ball out of the park you're out you're, yeah. you're absolutely right
0: it, i mean and you got to remember it,
1: both, but.
0: It, it's just like with uh the dunk contest in the nba there isn't just like the home run derby there's not like a pitching challenge there's not a passing challenge or you know contest or derby for pitching and for uh, and for passing the ball and fundamentals there's a skill challenge but that's different than passing being I mean, a good teammate you know
1: would 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 you say that Tatis Jr is probably the most marketable guy in baseball right now go on would you say that Fernando Tatis Jr. is probably the most marketable guy in baseball right now? I
0: would say him, um, Vlad Jr. Yeah. There's there's a couple guys that okay. came out around the same time that I would say are definitely those are the new faces. As I mean, the new guys, obviously, you you have the Mike Trout's that are that have been around which yeah, Mike but, Trout's fun to watch but didn't market he him. hasn't won
1: he, hasn't, yeah, won, he yeah. hasn't won anything and they didn't market him uh, the reason I ask is because the, I named Tati Jr. You're, you named Vlad Jr. both are trash defenders
0: yeah but they hit the ball out the park right and that's what people come that's what people pay for it's it's it's
1: the name of the game in in major league baseball god this has been a good conversation but let's go ahead and move on to football because we we're getting down kind of the end of it uh we'll we'll go quickly into the kind of the three things that happened in the nfl over the last couple days and then i want to talk to sean watson's press conference on friday with kevin stefanski and andrew barry first things first if you haven't paid attention to anything that's happened in buffalo over the last year uh, aside from their their team being pretty good the bills also have been trying to get a new stadium in orchard park that finally has been approved they're going to get a new 1.4 billion dollar stadium that's mostly funded by the public in orchard park new york to be opened in 2026 so new stadiums everywhere around Maybe, maybe the Browns are coming up in the future. Daryl Ryder actually tweeted something like that, that, that Bills get theirs. Uh, Tennessee's already looking to do theirs, and then the Browns might be next. So so we'll see. Uh, the Detroit Lions uh, are going to be on HBO's Hard Knocks in August. I, I, th- I think it might be the most entertaining season we've ever seen. I am all for watching six M- episodes of Dan Campbell run a training camp.
0: yeah i thought you were gonna say something a little different there yeah. but i absolutely would love to see dan campbell running some training i messed i messed it up myself i know but but
1: so so we'll get back into that because the reason ethan was a little confused is because detroit the city of detroit and the reason i messed it up because i said detroit lions instead of detroit uh the city of detroit was announced to be the host of the twenty twenty four NFL draft, uh, was that Music City Hall or what's it called? Is that where they're gonna do it again? They did it there forever. Radio City Music Hall is that what it's called?
0: In New York?
1: No, where's the one, what's the one yeah. in Detroit?
0: Um, I'm, I'm not too Detroit. sure. I know they they, they they do Music City Hall, and
1: yeah, they did one in Detroit for that's a while in too. New York. Maybe 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 I'm thinking New York and it was actually Detroit. But Detroit gets the 2024 NFL draft and then the Lions get on HBO Hard Knocks. Uh I didn't even watch last year's at all. I don't even know who who was last year.
0: Uh wasn't it the double? It was uh oh, it was yeah. did Rams, they do, did they do Rams, Rams Chargers? Chargers? Yeah, yeah I'm pretty ter- sure. That
1: was terrible. I mean I should have watched it. I kind of like the Chargers coach now, but so maybe I should have watched it, but yeah. Rams go from hard knocks to Super Bowl champs. Uh but yeah. The Deshaun Watson press conference in the final 10 minutes of our show uh <coughs> he kind of it kind of went as expected for me. The thing that kind of caught me off guard is I didn't expect Deshaun Watson to proclaim his innocence as prominently as he did. And I know he has, and I know and, and I'm not saying that's a bad thing by all means stick to your guns if you if you're saying you're innocent, innocent until proven guilty, th- then you're saying you're innocent. Stick to your guns. I just thought that it was um like he would have dodged those questions rather than say what he said um not 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 saying that he's guilty and he that by all means like he didn't want to say anything. But he was pretty adamant uh, like you like we talked about earlier in the week multiple times. I did not respect any women. I did not touch any women. I was not raised by my auntie and mom like that. And he said it multiple times and I thought like it was I came out of it not convinced that he's innocent because it's not my job to 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 kind of determine his innocence. But I think I came out of it a little more confident in why the Browns did the, made the move. What's your, what was your kind of initial reaction just kind of from what you saw of it, even if you didn't watch the whole thing?
0: Yeah, it was just him. It was him just pretty much responding to the questions. I, I was innocent i was you know proven innocent i didn't do this which he was saying and a lot of people were discussing that was this too extensive were they asking this question too much were they beating a dead horse absolutely not because that's why they held that press conference yeah for them to talk with him about this it's not like it's not like you know when big ben gets into the hall of fame and they start asking well what about those rape you know uh, accusations it's it's that's not a whole a, different thing now
1: it's not an ongoing story
0: yeah <laughs> that's beating a dead horse yeah. this is an ongoing story that he was just found not guilty on all the on criminal charges on 22 criminal charges they didn't charge he me. was he just traded guilty.
1: i just don't want don't want people. To uh, yell at yeah, I, don't, no I just don't want say. people to yell at you. You said he was found not guilty. I just don't want See, people I just, to yell at you. Just so that's it. You know what? I, I mean, did I confuse I you? I
0: said found not
1: guilty. Yeah, but he wasn't. He he just was never charged. That's. What, I doubt he was in trial and stuff. Well, no, he was. They On did a, trial. they did a deposition, and he was just never criminally charged so like they didn't try him and give him a not guilty verdict they just never charged him and so now it's just civil okay. suits for money i just you know you know the internet nitpicking man i just wanted you to kind of i know i knew what you meant and you were right in, in what you were saying i just wanted you to kind of not get yelled at by the internet
0: yeah whatever the internet for the screw them, right?
1: screw them right
0: right unless unless you listen to any given podcast in that case you're the best. Uh, you're my rock. But, but yeah, it, it, it's an ongoing thing. Obviously, they have to talk about it. Were they a little excessive? I don't know, because I didn't watch the full thing. And um, and I, I'm willing to admit that. I'm not going to sit around here and BS you guys. I didn't watch the full thing.
1: I, I, I mean, I listened to it. I didn't watch it. I truly don't think they were that excessive. I think every question was about the the situation but it's gonna be you're not gonna hey deshaun you think you're gonna win the mvp next year you're not gonna ask him that at that press conference
0: so yeah and should should the haslam's have at least like flown to cleveland yeah Yeah, they should have been there in person that i found that to be a very distasteful move just by going on a zoom call you couldn't have came down ridiculous or or if not do
1: your best to explain why yeah you you know don't just tell us hey we're gonna do a zoom call
0: yeah and the thing too was like when they were about to offer him that money they were like yeah we asked our daughters and our family members what we should do. do do not ask your daughters what the Browns should do as a move well Are you i mean kidding me i mean that's kind of like right, let me let me rephrase that don't ask your kids that have nothing to do with professional football if that's a smart move talk to your pr guys talk to your gm exactly talk to the coaches it
1: had nothing to do with the gender of of, of the children it just had to do with the fact that they they have nothing to do with football it, it it's like old dude asking the homeless guy if they should draft johnny manziel like was it farmer was that farmer or was that uh pet rouse ray yeah that was farmer yeah it's like farmer being like hey should we should should we draft johnny manziel as he's handing dude a dollar on the corner because he's panhandling like, oh, I'm sure that guy knows who we should draft. He hasn't he don't even know who who he is. He just said, yeah, he's never even seen him on TV. He's you know, that it's you know, you, you don't ask people that aren't aren't in it. And I thought that they did very well. Um, the only thing that really threw me off is Deshaun's explanation of just the number of 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 different therapists. Uh he he kind of blamed it on social media he kind of was like yeah. he was like in this day and age uh social media uh kind of allows for that sort of thing and and when you search search for those type of things on social media you're giving given multiple options in your area which which don't know don't know about that one i'm not really searching for massage therapist on instagram i'm not searching for any sort of product on instagram instagram is just a photo thing for me and i mean business thing in terms of the kent stage for me but but like yeah that's and then and then he he said like the 40 were over a five-year period in houston and he he was like so you guys are taking it out of context that it really wasn't an excessive amount it was 40 over a five-year period is is a decent amount and i I mean all i could think of is like i've had two people cut my hair in 25 years (laughs) like so or 26 years wait i'm 27 ain't i no not yet all right yeah 26 so uh so so but i don't know i've never had a massage like a professional massage so so i don't know the 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 kind of etiquette there i don't know if 40 is really a good number to have in five years i also don't play sports i also think the team probably has a masseuse on staff i don't know just a weird situation for me but but other than that i was kind of i thought it kind of went as expected i don't think it added anything positive i don't think it kind of added anything negative to the situation i think it just happened And that's kind of where I stand on the Sean Watson press conference.
0: That's all he could really do. What did the public expect him to say? I don't that know. he hasn't said already. Yeah,
1: I don't. I, I don't really know what they wanted out of that or what they thought they were going to get out of that. He was going to sit down at a podium, let you ask him questions, and if he couldn't answer them, he was going to tell you, "I can't because there's an ongoing investigation," or he was going to say what he needed to say. Hey. I did not respect disrespect any women I, I I maintain that I haven't done that I wasn't raised like that it's not in my DNA and and he said that multiple times so so i don't I'm not saying I'm on his side now and I'm not saying he's innocent I'm saying I don't really think that press conference changed anything in the in in, in either direction. It's just
0: it was a formality if you have an opinion. And you have personally come up with whatever uh, verdict in your mind, that press is not going to change it. Whether you think he is guilty or whether you think he did it or didn't do it, that's already made up in your mind. And whatever he says is not going to change it. Yeah. Well, I mean, and whatever
1: I say is not going to change their mind. So, so, so exactly. And it's not going to change my mind. I think if he did this stuff, he's a disgusting human being. But if it ends up coming out that when we get to read the depositions and get to read everything and it ends up coming out that Deshaun really didn't do these things, then I'll sit up here and say that he really didn't do these things. But but until then, I'm not going to call him guilty and I'm not going to call him innocent. We're going to move forward as he's the Cleveland Browns starting quarterback, uh, aside from the probably looming suspension from the NFL whenever that happens.
0: Yeah, and speaking of him being the Cleveland Browns starting quarterback, Kevin Stefanski said they are, uh, as far as he's concerned, if there is a suspension for Deshaun Watson, Baker Mayfield will be ready to go.
1: Well, let, I mean, let's 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 kind of see because
0: there hasn't been really movement
1: on him. I know he's set to make a decent amount of money, but you're gonna have to pay him if you can't can't do it anyway. So might as well keep him on the team and. And see what he could do. I truly think that Baker should be a starting quarterback in in, in the league right now. I I, I think it's it's absurd to sit, for you to sit here and tell me that Baker Mayfield doesn't deserve to be in the league, but Colin Kaepernick does, uh, or or even like I even if you want to, I don't even want to say the race thing. Uh, but so like Baker Baker's one year removed from having a very good season. Colin Kaepernick's about ten. Uh, and six years removed from playing in the NFL, so so to me, it's not even an argument. I mean, if you want to go about the race, then give RG three a shot, because he looked good in the in some videos I saw from him at the combine. So if it's really about race, give RG three a shot. Uh, but I believe Baker Mayfield should be a starter in the NFL. I believe he's good enough to be a starter in the NFL, and I think it's crazy that people aren't trading for him despite. It unless it's just about the number that he's owed this year
0: yeah they're just what i think is they're just waiting they're just waiting on him to either get released or traded at a lower price i think that is i think the browns are asking for too much for baker and teams around the league are like all right well yeah we'll take baker but if they're just going to get rid of him." why not wait that's I, like telling people yeah. like hey uh, i i have this product you know you could buy it now but in two weeks it's going on sale and they're going hmm, i wonder why people aren't buying it
1: the browns are the only people that trade for people that are about to get cut
0: it's just ridiculous like that was such a such a dumb move on their part doing all that and expecting teams to be calling him? No, they're going to wait till he's a free agent and then pick him yeah. up. I, I, I'm Why? Gonna,
1: I'm going to cry the day he comes
0: on here if he signs. With,
1: the day we come on here if he signs with Pittsburgh.
0: I'll, yeah, I'll, that's, I'll leave it. At that. I'll leave it at that. Yeah, that's not going to be. I mean, I don't know. Hopefully not.
1: I mean, that that was the first report. Is they're just waiting for it to see if he gets cut
0: the steelers yeah well then why go out and get mitchy boy they they signed mitch before baker was available i know but that,
1: that's that's why know. they did it that's why they they didn't know baker was going to be available when they signed mitch is the only thing i could think of uh and they really don't they might they probably really don't believe in Mitch Trubisky. and they're i think the the pittsburgh steelers are gonna throw darts at the wall and see which one sticks That's what they're going to do for quarterback this year. Uh, I can't tell you if Mason Rudolph's going to start, if Mitch Trubisky's going to start, if Dwayne Haskins is going to start, if Baker Mayfield's the starter for the Pittsburgh Steelers. I can't tell you who it's going to be because I think they're just going to, like I said, throw some throw some darts at the board and see which one sticks the closest to the bullseye. And if you go through those names that I just named, it's probably six. It's probably Baker Mayfield. But that's kind of all I have for this week's episode, man. You got anything else
0: for him? Yes, I do. All right. Coming up next. Coming up now, actually. <laughs> I was like, we oh. have this day in sports history, March 29th, 1994. Coach Jimmy Johnson. Quits the Dallas Cowboys.
1: <laughs> I knew that's where you were going with it. I knew it. And so, as soon as I heard his name, I was like, oh. nah, he's not. Hold on,
0: though. March 29, 1996, the Cleveland Browns choose their new name, the Baltimore Ravens.
1: So, see, I I got both of them. Oh, us man, he he's taking shots
0: at both of us,
1: man i lost i I, I lost possibly the greatest coach in my team's history and you you lost
0: the whole team that's terrible right hey you know what i was still kicking around i was uh i was around but i wasn't around if you know what i'm saying
1: he was a little baby fetus
0: i was still fermenting oh you were still in the sack but yeah, it was March twenty ninth. My birthday is July twenty seventh.
1: So yeah, you was a fetus, not a. I said the sack, bro. I'm talking about T, not your mom.
0: Oh, <laughs> oh no, no, no. I w- I had been out of the sack since the World Series. All right, so yeah, since I since
1: October, November. That's a whole
0: story for a different.
1: Yeah, we don't need to get in the birth of Ethan Simpson. We don't got to get into the the that. But but you said, all right, so 29, March 29, ninety four, Jimmy Johnson quits the Dallas Cowboys. And then 96, the Cleveland Browns switched their name to the Baltimore Ravens. That's they chose the name for Baltimore's team. There the new go. team. There you go. A terrible, terrible day in sports history. What a terrible day in sports history. But that's all I got, my man. Thank you guys for tuning in to any given podcast this week. Where can they follow you, Ethan?
0: You can follow me on Twitter.com at ETHSimpsonCGOD. And you can follow me on Instagram at ETHSimpson.
1: You can go ahead and follow me on Twitter at BWARDCLE, on Instagram at war 52 Do not forget to follow the podcast on Twitter at podcast given Instagram is at any given podcast, facebook.com slash any given podcast, please do not forget to subscribe to the YouTube just hit the button and we're in there. Thank you guys for tuning in again podcast. You guys have a wonderful
0: rest of your week. God bless. Stay blessed.